On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I get to speak with Orshi Herbin, and she's from Maryland and has a lot of great nuggets to share all about design and brand strategy and just things that you need to continue to remember and use in your marketing and branding as you go along. Or she's a self-proclaimed visual problem solver. Or she urban is the owner of Brand3, a virtual branding and marketing agency. And because of ineffective marketing, many businesses will never reach their marketing potential. And or she believes that there is actually a right way to market. Her true passion is to transform brands from noisy to clarity and give her clients a tailored plan to help them engage and retain the right customers. But before we get into the interview with Orshi, it's time now for the Marketing Essentials Moment, the basics that you need to help you build your brand and your bottom line. In today's topic, I wanna go over the value of using coupons. Now, there can be a risk to using them, especially if you use them too much or too often, because then customers are gonna get accustomed to the fact that they're just gonna wait for the next deal to happen before they actually buy from you. But we know that online, especially, customers are expecting to find some sort of coupon code somewhere or some promo code, and they know that they can exist and they want to use them towards their next online purchase. So oftentimes people will look for a promo code or a coupon code before they buy. And maybe they're already willing to buy from you, but then at the last second right before checkout, they wanna put in a, a promo code. And sometimes this is very valuable because what happens with the use of coupons, you can do a couple things. One, you can capture their information and get them to agree to having you send out more coupons or more discounts or more promotions or uh, news and use things that they can use in the future. And they're giving you their first party data and information to do that. Sometimes if they purchase from you, they can purchase as a guest. They don't always allow it. They don't want more information, but if they're actively seeking coupons, it might be that they're looking for the next deal. So you have to do it unexpectedly and not always on a regular basis. It's kind of like when you want to go on a diet and you confuse your body thinking that it's going to, you know, have all these wonderful carbs and pastas, but then the next day you're going to have something different. So then your body is going to react differently. Well, same with the brain, right? We want to surprise and delight our customers and add value and give them perks when it's the right time to do it. And depending on your customer too, you have to get to know who your customer is. And of course, we're going to talk a lot about that in our interview soon, but I want to just kind of explain how you can use coupons to your advantage. Digital coupons, right? They're not going anywhere. People expect them now, especially during the pandemic when everyone was buying online. It's definitely a, a, a strategy to really think about how you can incorporate into your presence, right? So thinking about how you can use the discounts and promo codes and, you know, buy one, get one, 50% off, the BOGOs, the, um, you know, the things that you're going to get to attract your new customers. And definitely using coupons can help you attract those new customers that maybe hadn't thought about buying from you before until they found a deal or a coupon, right? And increasing the distribution to the right types of customers that you want to attract. Who are those ideal customers that you want to have 
use your coupons. The other advantage of using coupons is you can track them. You can have different promo codes on different websites or different offers, and then you can see which ones work well and which ones don't, which ones are producing more results, which ones are getting used more than others, and why. Why are they getting used more than the others? And what can you do to, you know, do another iteration and try the same tactic, but maybe tweak it just a little bit to get even better and better every time, right? So you can use those different promo codes to your advantage to see what's working, what's not, how you're reaching your customer, and then asking your customers those questions, right? What is it that they see value and why would they use them? Right, so we know now that it's it's set up to like 90% of consumers are using coupons. They wanna feel like they've received a deal. People don't wanna pay full price for anything if they can help it. And so thinking about how you can use those coupons to your advantage to make sure that those redemptions and the redemption rate is using what you need in order to continue to keep your business going and flowing, right? And we know that also shoppers say that they want coupons to be more available. They want the convenience. They want the ability to do it, right? And emails with coupons have a huge increase in uh, open rates because you're offering something of value to them. And it's timely, right? You're reminding them. And maybe they won't use it right away. So making the expiration date extended just a little bit longer and let me tell you, even if something's expired, if people still want to use that coupon, you might just let them because they came across it, they, it was ready for them to buy. Maybe when they first received it, they didn't buy. But then again, you have the urgency when the expiration date comes up. So you've got to weigh out the, the differences of being able to be allowed to use expired coupons versus not, right? And then being able to think about how you can be competitively priced and then maybe you're going to outdo your competition because you've offered something of value to those particular customers that you really want to come through your proverbial doors. If it's brick and mortar or if it's click and mortar, right? So thinking about how you can make it very convenient and make out the checkout process very easy to use. And if it's you know a coupon on your on your phone, if you're at a brick and mortar, like how can you make it super super easy? for people to use it. And then rewards, right? The rewards programs. I mean, there's so many out there and you can add them to your wallet and track it, track them in the Cash App or wherever. It's just much more prominently used now than it was ever before. And of course, all those e-commerce platforms with those mobile coupons and all the different channels that you can use and track and use different codes to do so. Just think about how you can integrate this into your strategy, into your plan. And if you're a service-based industry, what can you do to offer value? Maybe it's not necessarily a discount coupon or discount promo code, but maybe it's you know a free initial consultation or it's a, you know, Enter for a chance to win a free consult with me. Or maybe it's, uh, you know, I don't know, something that's in alignment with a nonprofit that you're giving because of the, the, the do good in you that wants to give, right? Uh, just think about how you can use that to your advantage. And, and just, you know, another thing to think about, if you've got uh, some poor moving, slow, slow moving items, you know, what can you do if you need to get those off the shelves or the digital shelves, let's say, maybe offering those discounts to move that so that you can have room for bigger, better, or more higher selling items, right? 
having those urgent uh, 24-hour flash sales or you know those types of things. I just bought uh, a Halloween costume and it's in the middle of July, but it was a flash sale and I already know what I want for Halloween for our Shocktoberfest celebration in October. So I bought it knowing that I was getting 60% off. Now, if I would wait until the Halloween season, I know I'm going to have to pay more. So sometimes it's, it's the urgency. It's the here's the flash sale that you want to buy now because you're going to get a better deal than if you wait until the actual season that's happening. Same thing with airlines. You know, they send out uh, deals and savers and things that you can do uh, when it's not the time to to, you know, if you're gonna buy for next year and you're thinking ahead and you wanna buy those airline uh, when they're on, on sale, right? So thinking about that. The other thing that it can also do is sharing those coupons and allowing them to be shareable so that you can boost that referral network of those, the referrals that you receive, right? And thinking about adding, um, you know, the fear of missing out, that urgency factor I was saying, like that can be a huge conversion driver. And then another tactic to take, because we all want to hear from our customers, we all want to know what they're thinking, how they came uh, to know about us, where did they see us, how did they want to click on our site, or you know, how did they hear about our service or our nonprofit, right? So getting customer feedback. So an example is take this five-minute survey and get 20% off. Get a coupon if you take this survey, right? Or get a gift card or do something to give them value for their time and their feedback because we know feedback is always a gift. And of course, you can target holidays. You know, Black Fridays is something to think, start thinking about now, even though it's July, Christmas in July, right? Think about the things that you're gonna do and the tactics you're gonna take to get those customers through your store or, or online. <laughs> and then you can also post to social media and have coupons and promos and, and incentives for people to want to share and because sharing is caring, right? And then you can also do things like Facebook ads or text messages, uh, you know, short message codes, the SMS messaging. It's a great way to build your text list by offering those things out in the world. You can use affiliate links where um, discounts are offered and can be attached by using an affiliate link and so customers buy, but you have people who are helping to promote your product or service through an affiliate link. Uh, so affiliate link sharing is really a, is, is close to word of mouth advertising and marketing that you're gonna really get by utilizing that strong network of affiliates they're promoting you, so why not, right? And it can help you reduce marketing costs and acquisition costs of new customers and all your ad spend because other people, maybe influencers, are influenced and in influencing others to say, you should really buy this product. And by the way, here's my affiliate link to do so. Yes, I get a little paid to do that. I have a whole bunch of those types of things, even for Peppershock. Peppershock.com slash offers, by the way. <laughs> you can go to Peppershock.com slash offers and see all of my affiliate links and all the products I endorse and want to be a part of as well. And then, of course, physical events. Like, you can do tickets where, you know, I mentioned BOGOs, buy one, get one, or, you know, kids get in free, or, you know, whatever it is that you want to do to help offer those incentives to get new customers and find ways to do it where it's gonna exponentially increase your chances of getting those new fans, new customers, new shares, new likes, and all of the above. 
Okay, let's get into this awesome interview. You're in for a treat. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Pepper Shock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest, we have Orshi Herbine. Did I say that right, Orshi? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you. That's the, that's always a fun challenge is making sure we get the name games right. And people always say, you know, my name wrong too. So hopefully I did it right. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Well, let's uh, share a little bit more about you and your journey and uh, the things that uh, make you uh, do what you want to do. Okay. Uh, so by trade, I'm a graphic designer. I uh, went down the the journey of, you know, working for an ad agency at some point, then becoming an in-house designer, then getting extremely bored with being an in-house designer, and then going into freelancing. And when I was freelancing, I uh, one of my biggest clients was my current business partner, Matt, who was a brand strategist. And uh, um I think I first started working for Matt in 2009 and we partnered and put our businesses together in 2016. So he watched me grow my freelance business and raise my babies. Oh. And, uh, and, uh, and I, uh, I learned all the brand strategy I know from him. Uh, and, and at this point, I just uh, love building brands and believe it or not, rethink marketing and the right way to market is really a facade for branding because part of branding is to create an alignment with what your customers want and my customers don't want branding at least they don't know that that's what they want they really want marketing they really want to fix their marketing issues so i had to kind of wrap myself in what my customers want mm -hmm. and uh that's how i look like a marketing company and which we do but we really are doing branding and we really fix marketing problems by creating brands that engage an audience okay so you've been in business now with your partner since 2016 is that what i heard you say okay. yeah congratulations you made it through a pandemic so good job that's awesome way to go <laughs> so Thank okay you. Let's we don't take time to give kudos for our little wind, you know? It's right. That's true. I know. It's it's uh, always easy to focus on the things that are not always positive. So I hear you. <laughs> so let's share um, maybe an example or a sample of something that you've done for one of your clients that you're super proud of that you'd like to to elaborate a little more on. Okay. So like, like I said uh, earlier, you know, a lot of our clients walking uh, to our doors because they have a marketing issue. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they they feel like they're spending too much money or they're getting unqualified leads or they're getting stuck with it or they uh, don't have time for it or they're spending too much time and money on it and not getting enough returns. So um, uh, there's usually 
some major issues uh, relating to the brand when marketing doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, one example is, uh, let's go to this company called Architectural Materials Inc. Okay, that's mm -hmm. their name. You can imagine what they're doing based on the name. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna tell you that you're wrong because, uh, and this is a very typical problem, right? So they are called Architectural Materials Inc. By the time I met them, they already figured out that they refer to themselves internally as AMI and their clients refer to them as AMI. Uh, so they had this uh, logo which said AMI and underneath they've written out Architectural Materials Inc., right? And they came to us because they wanted to do marketing. They wanted to do a brochure and, uh, you know, hire a salesperson to go out and sell mm -hmm. and bring more customers in. And uh, it took me a while, but I figured out that they are actually a commercial door company. A commercial so, door company? Huh. Yes. Wow. They sell, they sell uh, doors and they deal with, uh, you know, designing openings on these large construction projects, right? Mm -hmm. So needless to say, uh, rebranding them from AMI Architectural Materials Inc., which means nothing to nobody, right? You know, to AMI Complete Door Solutions was was alone a huge win, you know. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, uh, coming in and realigning the message uh, to speak to their audience, which is a general contractor who has this massive construction project. You know, uh, and doors is a little problem that they have amongst many, many other things and positioning AMI as a company who can take that at least the door burden off their shoulder and make sure that it's going to be done right the first time. Right. So that's yeah. what they're proud themselves doing that unlike other door companies, they do the measurements, they do, you know, um, uh, they they do like this thorough checkup and then they check materials and there's some design elements that they uh, examine and and all that so usually you know there's no hiccups and and hiccups is what's causing the general contractor to have anxiety because mm -hmm. he has a budget and a timeline and if the doors at least are on a smooth rail he's gonna be happy because there's a million other things that's gonna fall off the schedule anyways right so that's kind of what I'm talking about when a brand that's really designed to engage an audience and speaks clearly to the market can solve marketing problem. Because what I said to AMI that I'm not going to design a brochure for you because it's not going to work. You know, your sales rep still would have to speak so much and then leave behind a brochure that is confusing, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, your identity doesn't speak about doors, et cetera, et cetera. So what I'm going to do is first fix the foundation and then we can go to the second floor, you know? So that's mm -hmm. kind of uh, an example on how, uh, you know, we help business owners rethink marketing and, and really rethink it in terms of brand and really take them back a step because, you know, when you just, 
go and market, 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 and you never done that foundation work to connect with an audience and uh, elevate the value that you bring to them, then, uh, then you know, you're going to waste a lot of money and time on marketing that doesn't work. Absolutely. I agree. I, I can relate. We had a client one time that their name was ProCare Therapies. But you would think therapy, like, you know, counseling or like, you know, whatever therapy. Well, what they actually were, were a, a, a medical, durable medical equipment rental company. So they had durable medical equipment that assisted people with different types of physical therapy or, you know. <laughs> so we rebranded and did ProCare Medical Equipment, which says their name 100 times better, right? Yeah, I can I can absolutely relate. <laughs> There's a curse in the creative, right? Because we all want to be, uh, uh, you know, creative and have cool names like Nike and whatever. But what Nike has is what you and I and a lot of our listeners don't have is millions and millions of dollars to throw at marketing to saturate the market and come out of the tap everywhere. So if you were to be called Nike, the very least I would have a descriptor under it called athletic gears or something that allows somebody to put you in the right category in their brain. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes being literal for small business pays off big time because you're, you're immediately, um, uh, able to weave off a bunch of unqualified leads for not calling you and asking you about if they're setting up a therapy appointment, right? right. When you're a company, you know? Right. Or architect, right? Like people looking for architecture yeah. when it's not anything to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it amazes me. I mean, our name is Pepper Shock, but we have Pepper Shock Media. And originally it was Pepper Shock Media Productions, you know, and so at least people have some indication of what it means, you know, and <laughs> it's the idea to give some little nuggets so people understand so that they aren't, like you said, calling for things that aren't necessary for them and wasting time and energy. And plus it helps with keyword search too. If you have a little bit of an indication of what it is that you do uh, in your, on your website, on your, you know, social media, all the, all those places, right? Yeah. 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 It's hundred percent true. <laughs> uh, you know, when, when, uh, when we talk, talk about SEO, they're going to search for, you know, people who want medical equipment rental, that's what they're going to search for. They're not going to search for therapy therapy you know mm-hmm. so, I agree. Uh, you know same thing with people who want doors they're gonna search for doors you know door supplier near me or whatever but they're not gonna search for architectural materials yeah it's a far stretch you know yeah so sometimes really literally is better. Yeah. yeah well that yeah. sounds good that you could get them back on course and i imagine things are looking up for them and and so now you can carry this story forward and Use it as a case study to help get new, more new clients that you can help in, in other ways too. Do you have any other examples of people that you've helped or you know businesses that you've helped along the way? Yeah, uh, there was a landscaping company mm-hmm. that uh, had their name. Uh, you know, they they're called Woodfield Landscaping, right? Uh, and the owner came in and they wanted uh, very proudly saying that they wanted an ad in a high-end magazine uh, because they're serving the elite customer. And during the conversation, we found out that they build these 
incredible outdoor living spaces. You know, it's like a paradise in your backyard type situation, but they're called Worcester landscaping, right? So uh, not only that, but they look like your local landscaper, you know? And uh, for them to show up in this high-end magazine, so, uh, you know, going after customers who look at brands like Prada, Porsche, BMW, Lexus, you know, like all these like luxury brands, uh, you know, it just wouldn't work. So, you know, they need to be rebranded uh, to really uh, project an image that will be uh, desirable for that elite audience. And, you know, we, we need to kind of apply a luxury brand look and feel and messaging to their brand before they went to market. Mm-hmm. You know, putting an ad in a magazine like that is six, ten thousand dollars You're wasting that money because nobody's going to call you. Right. Well, they'll call you to get your, their lawn mode, <laughs> you know, tree trimming, you know, not building an outdoor oasis. <laughs> that sounds amazing. You know, those projects are $100,000, $150,000 projects. You know, I mean, you know, you're not going to drop, you're not going to drop that amount of money with a company that you don't perceive as trustworthy, right? So there's, there's a quality of message. There's a quality of image. There's that the the consistency that shows up from website to truck to to the the gentleman walking in your door and shaking your hand and representing your brand you know it's 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 how brands build trust and trust is the number one driver of a uh, of for engagement right so you know that's kind of why why this is so important to consider your ideal customer and really uh, project a brand that is perceived by them as value and and then they are able to engage with you so tell me about who your ideal client that you would like would be your dream client to work with me yeah okay well for me my ideal client uh is a, a business owner who has a business that maybe have plateaued like you know they have they have a they have a, a really great product or service, right? Mm-hmm. But um, they they kind of plateaued in growth, right? And I think they have a tired brand. You know, they have maybe never done it. Some some friend of a friend did it in the basement with the logo. Yeah. And some website guide guy built the website. Then somebody else over there is doing SEO. All their tactics are kind of siloed. There's no unified plan that brings... Uh, you know, a holistic view of marketing that takes into consideration brand, customer experience, and marketing. Mm -hmm. But they're kind of siloed everywhere. They're not seeing any returns on their marketing. Now, also the personality of this owner is is, uh, somebody who relies on trusted advisors. I've met business owners who know everything and they want to micromanage everything. Those people are very hard to work with. In my line of it. Difficult. (laughs) Well, yeah. because my my specific line of business is very relational. You know, I'm it's not a transactional business. You're not coming into my store, buy branding and then leave. You know, you're going to come into my, uh, you know, business and you're going to stick with us for years to come because it's it's it takes time to, to build a brand and it takes time to test the brand and it takes time to educate your team or onboard your team, et cetera, right? So we're looking right. for uh, companies that rely on 
uh, help of experts and, and, you know, a business owner who surrounds themselves with advisors. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody has the same need, you know, a transactional business, a B2C business will look for something else in an ideal customer. So, you know, it, it is just very important for you to, to consider that. And one of the easiest way to consider your ideal customer or kind of find out who it is, is look at your customer's base and, and uh, think about your favorite customer, the mm-hmm. one that's just so easy to work with. They always pay the bill on time. They, they are not fussing around about, you know, this and this and that. They trust you to do your, what you're good at, you know, or, or whatever have you. And, and let's, let's actually name that person. And maybe that, that person's name is Erica. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I asked the question, what would happen to your business is if tomorrow you had 50 Erica's wanting to do business with you ready to sign on the dotted line to contract and they could just glaze over and kind of, wow, that would be so amazing. So, <laughs> the job is to build a brand that will invite Erica to do the business with you. And so we need to find out everything we can about Erica and build a brand that will speak to what she values, right? Mm-hmm. So that's really the, the secret sauce uh, on making marketing work, in my view. A lot of time, tactics are the right things. You know, these businesses are failing at getting the right leads and failing at getting the return on marketing, even though they are doing the right tactics. The what tactics kind of, are correct, but the brand of, is what's not engaging. What kind of things do you do to really hone in on knowing Erica? I mean... That's, that's the hard thing is like you can make assumptions, but what are some tactics you've taken to really understand the, the target audience, right? I mean, surveys, you know, what, what are some things that you've done in the past? Well, the, the easiest way is to ask Erica herself to tell us what, what she values, right? So, you know, like describe your life before we became into your life, Erica, then describe it after and that's that's how you know that's how you got erica from point a to point b whatever in whatever she values sometimes it's a journey sometimes it's a product sometimes it's you know a product that will solve something for somebody it saves times or or saves money or or you know allows them to do uh things more efficiently or whatever have you right mm-hmm. uh you know let them tell you those things and ask some other customers as well Tapping into the voice of the customer is the number one way for you to uh, identify on what way your existing customers that love you and, and you served well perceive the value that you deliver to them. And then you need to kind of take that into consideration and, 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 and throw it back to, but is this what the business owner envisions, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes there's a there's a, a mis- disconnect, right? So the customer sees you this way, but the business owner wants to go here. So we can design perceptions. We can fix perceptions. We can fix internal things that will create perceptions, right? So you know, uh, it's it's all about a conversation, and I this is why it is so hard to do branding as a DIY because you're too in it, Mm -hmm. you know, you need that outside perspective. 
in order to see it clearly. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that if business owners could like let it go a little bit and trust those that are, you know have been in the industry that have the experience that have the knowledge that can you know have that outside perspective looking in and then understanding what their clients want because sometimes the business owner is not their ideal client, you know? And so just because the business owner likes something doesn't necessarily mean that Erica will like it, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's why it's so important to put your shoes in, in, that, in, the, in that person's shoes that you're serving. Right. Because the business owner might want to say these very technical words on the website, but Erica herself does not know what those technical words mean. Erica wants to grow her business. Erica wants to save time. Erica wants to be less frustrated with her dog or whatever her, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is that you are offering as a, as a service, right? right. You know, it, it's, it's, it's not going to help Erica that you flaunt gigabytes and terabytes and whatever. Right. You know, it, it doesn't mean anything to her. We have to translate what you deliver into marketing language so that it can engage an audience. Absolutely. <laughs> it's true. I wish everyone would know and listen to this so that they could glean from this and, and use it to their advantage. <laughs> now a message about our sponsor, Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is personalized styling for men, women, and kids that sends clothing to your door. Get clothing hand-selected by their expert stylist sent to your doorstep. You try on the pieces at home, buy your favorites, and send back the rest free of charge. Skip hours of browsing and going to the store. Get Stitch Fix's experts to style and curate pieces just for you. And our listeners get a $25 credit to try Stitch Fix. There's no subscription required and shipping is free. So go to peppershock.com offers and select the link to Stitch Fix and you'll get your $25 on your first order. Let's talk a little bit more about you. So where are you originally from? And like, tell me about your history, your past, like what got you where you are? I want to know more. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I was born in Hungary and I moved to the U.S. when I was 17. Uh, as a child, I always loved art, but I knew I wasn't a Picasso to make a living off of art. So <laughs> yeah. when graphic design came along, I was actually really happy. And I, um, I found myself actually thriving on the challenge of being boxed in with my creativity. You know, graphic design puts a limit on stuff because, you know, I have to translate these big ideas and put it into little icons. Mm -hmm. I have to, I have to, uh, it's almost like I'm in a business of minimalism, right? What else can I take away? So it's less noise and more clarity and, and, you know, and it's more retainable in a time and place where this needs to go, where literally someone will look at it for three seconds. And that's all I have to make a connection. Right. So it's like the business of minimalism on like, mm -hmm. on like, uh, on like what I do and, and, and being creative within those frameworks of like, not only my client has to be happy, but it has to fulfill a purpose, a function, you know, it has to communicate certain things in some, some cases, many things, you know, in, in very little words so that it's retainable. So I enjoy working within those boxes and, it's gotten to a point where I literally can't do art anymore. You know, 
I uh, joined uh, an artist group down the, down the ro uh, road. It's an art garage. And they're like, let's go and experiment with ink today. And, and the entire time I'm like, we are making a Christmas present, right? Or this is going to be like uh, my mom's Mother's Day gift or something. Like I, everything has to have a function because I, otherwise I feel like I'm just wasting my time. Like, yeah. what do you mean experiment with ink? And then what? Like, and then just be done? Like, and not be done like we, did we actually do anything you know it's like it's, it's the curse of a designer i guess i can't it's, good. it's gonna get you out of the box you know <laughs> out of the boxes yeah it's really good to get out of the box but it just, i i was just chuckling especially my artist friends are chuckling like okay yeah you're such a you know it's a the designer syndrome like everything has to function you know yeah. <laughs> that's why i call myself a creative uh or a visual problem solver you know, my job is to take big ideas and concepts and put it into things that will communicate it without overwhelming somebody or without, you know, being in a way that it's actually not going to communicate because I wrote a novel and that's not going to work, you know. So anyways. No, I think it's actually, it's really good though, because sometimes we get designers, like we have interns that come to Pepper Shock and they, they are very artistic, very creative but in a term to then translate that into marketing, sometimes they don't always coincide. I mean, you can look at this beautiful piece of artwork that they've spent all this wonderful time on, but then, you know, is it going to be impactful? Is it going to, you know, have a story to tell? Is it going to, you know, inspire and, and make somebody do something because of what you've communicated in your visual, you know, artistry, right? So you're right. I think it's a good thing that, that uh, that's how you operate, especially in your line of work and, and for your business. And you're right. After you do these things for a long period of time, you start to think of how like the end would keep, you know, thinking with the end in mind, like, what is this going to do? How is this going to impact? What are they going to, you know, feel or, or are we going to get them to do what we want them to do because they've seen this? And yeah, so sometimes making those connections for our young designers, hopefully they're listening so that they can, you know, understand that they have to, uh, you know, make it function. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 you know, we have interns too, and I, and I actually love working with the interns too. And that's some, something that I'm teaching them on a, a constant basis. Like, you know, hey, is this signage that you made beautiful? Yeah. Will it work? Absolutely not. Because you know why? It's actually a billboard. It's going to be hung on the side of I-95 and people are going to drive by, uh, you know, 65 miles an hour in it. And I can't read that from there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it, you know, you design something that, you know, maybe the customer will pay thousands of dollars to put up and it will make zero return. Right. Because nobody, ability. Will, you know, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I know that you hate that it's big type, but it has to be. Otherwise, <laughs> you're not going to, you know, and, you know, then what is that big? And can you make it still beautiful? That's the challenge, mm -hmm. you know, make it beautiful and still function, right? And you got to know where, where, um, where your items end up, right? Functional beauty. Let's call it that. That's our new term for today. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So let me ask a few more questions for you. Where do you hope to see your business go and grow and, and, you know, what's next for you? Well, I, uh, I have a vision uh, of transforming one 
million business brands from noise to clarity. And if that is attainable, then I want to change it to 1 billion. And the truth is, uh, Ray, that it's not going to happen by me doing it. You know, it's going to happen by, uh, you know, exactly like this way, you know, people listening to this, taking knowledge from here and then doing marketing the right way, which is really fixing uh, and creating clarity inside brands that allows, uh, you know, customers to engage with organizations. And that's my, you know, like to me, it doesn't matter if Brand3 does it. It doesn't matter if I do it or if my team does it. Uh, You know, the more designers think like that, the more they are putting a dent in my vision. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my 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 way of thinking uh, is you know to achieve that vision is is to talk about it. And and I and I uh, and I really discovered that I have a teaching bone. You know, I, and and I love our interns and I love mentoring young graphic designers and marketing students and and passing this on because they don't teach this in school and. Uh, and, and, uh, and again, you know, whether they join my team or they go and do it there on their own, the more of us do it the right way, the, the, you know, the, the less marketing waste that is out there. And really that's, that's what I want to fix. You know, I just think it's so sad because all that money goes to, you know, these billboards that are unreadable or the, you know, maybe the, they, they spend thousands and thousands of dollars on letter the truck and the truck is great. And it was designed by the vehicle graphics company. But then you go to the website and the website looks nothing like the truck. It's not even the same logo, right? Mm-hmm. So immediately you put a dent in the trust that you could have developed with that customer. Mm-hmm. And again, trust is the number one driver for engagement. Just because you are not consistently presenting your brand across your materials. Mm-hmm. We learn that from big national brands that your that consistency, that impeccable consistency of being red if you're Coca-Cola or Target and green if you're Starbucks, you know, those mm-hmm. those things matter because that's what helps you trust that brand, you know, that they, they show up always the same way, they create always the same feelings they have always the same type of message, right? Mm-hmm. And again, those large, large organizations have the luxury to deviate or run really interesting campaigns with the polar bear or something like that. And then, you know, whatever have you. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not something a small business have the luxury of doing. You don't have that much money to saturate the market. What you have is the ability to stay consistent from your social media to the website to the business card to the sales sheet to the folder to the truck and you know that alone will give you take you so much further because now your prospect has seen the business card social media and the truck they've seen it three times with the same message now they start remembering your name and your logo and your colors and retention happens with the frequency of those materials Mm-hmm. Now, in the big world with the big monies, retention happens by the Geico at coming up three times in one hour because mm-hmm. they can afford it. You can't afford it. At least stay consistent within your, your materials, you know? Yeah, don't and waste your money. Value. Speak value. Stop talking about yourself and start talking about how you solve 
a problem to your customer, you know? Absolutely. So who are some people that have mentored you or inspired you along the way? So uh, my business partner, Matt, uh, he is 20 years older than me. And he is the one I learned brand strategy from. And uh, he planted this seed in me. And really, it's blossoming. I feel like, it. you know, I, I've became a brand strategist. And I absolutely love it, you know, and I, and I love uh, this clarity that we created inside Brandsy. I love the the results that we're getting for our customers, the transformation that we are bringing to them. So Matt is a huge, huge, huge part of the uh, the lead I'm following, right? Mm-hmm. But along the way, you know, I'm I'm a really big fan of Marty Newmeyer, who wrote this book called The Brand Gap. You know, he's the one who taught me that brand is a perception that brand really happens in the mind of an audience. And I feel like that's so true. It's not your logo. It's not your website. It's not, you know, your messaging. It is really the perception that happens in the mind of the viewer and the feelings that you create for them and the desires to engage with you or not engage with you. You know, if you're confusing, they're going to leave right away. Right. So Marty Neumeyer is pretty amazing. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, and then I'm very much, you know, now uh, not only a designer and, uh, and a brand strategist, but a business owner. Mm-hmm. So I'm very much inspired by uh, people like Simon Sinek. Uh, his book, The Infinite Games, is mind-blowing. And, you know, that's kind of where I got this idea of I don't have to do and fulfill my vision. I can be a part of my own vision or, or, you know, I can even follow somebody else's vision because business is not a game that you can win like a football game. It's not a finite game. It's an infinite game. And really there's ups and downs and we should expect those, but the, the infinite game's purpose is to stay in the game. Right. Right. So whether we are down or up, how do we stay in the game? And I think that's such an important uh, message to business owners who, you know, uh, would crumble. But, but you know, uh, Cynic really encourages business owners to keep their vision forefront because when, you know, then there's a lot of examples in his big books when big businesses changed leadership and went from really trying to live out a vision to being more about the bottom line and profit and create these doggy dog cultures when, when employees were, uh, you know, uh, fighting against each other and it was all toxic and then how the business plummeted then, and then it needed to be revived with the vision and some of them couldn't be revived. They, they just went out of business, et cetera, you know? So, but, you know, I'm very much inspired by, by, uh, leadership uh books and and um and uh and and you know it's uh, gary v for example who is just so real you know like like uh it doesn't get any realer than gary v but you know uh it i i i love that kind of the ability to learn from experts and you know gary v's big thing is empathy and 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 that's one of my top strengths it took a strength finder test Mm-hmm. It is empathy that makes the world, you know, empathy will make you a better business leader, a better employer, a better uh, branding person, right? Because you're able to then empathize with your client and with your client's client. 
And empathy is something that you can actually truly practice. You know, some of us are given as a given it as a gift, but everybody has the ability just to take a moment and really try to imagine how the world looks like from somebody else's perspective. And that's something that you can practice along the way. And uh, and I highly highly recommend that uh, being somebody that you know something that you try uh, to do as often as possible. Yeah. No, I think that's a lot of what you're saying is very true on the empathy side to be empathetic and understand from somebody else's, you know, perspective and yeah, step in somebody else's shoes and, and really identify. Sometimes I think our business owner clients need to remember that and, and, you know, use that to their advantage. Uh, cause yeah, they're not always their own target. So you have to make sure that they can relate a lot more with who it is that they want to target and go after. Uh, okay, so a couple more questions. Um, what are some marketing strategies and tactics that you take in your own business for your own purpose? Well, have you ever heard of the shoemaker's kids don't have shoes? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. <laughs> the marketing company that doesn't really market because honestly, you know, I don't really have time for that. I uh, I think, you know, because my business is uh, relational, this is the type of things that I do. I go to networking events. I meet people. I uh, hang out on podcasts. I, uh, I uh, very specifically uh, reach out to universities and try to get interns so I can pass on this message. Um, primarily, and you know, this is not something that works for everybody. My marketing strategy is to serve my customers with integrity openness, transparency, and, uh, you know, authenticity mm-hmm. and, and, and really bring as much excellence into our work as possible. So, you know, I, I would get referred and that has been, uh, you know, something that works for me. I'm not spending a tremendous amount of, uh, money on marketing, but I'm spending a tremendous amount of time talking about what I feel like I'm an expert of. And, uh, and I'm not afraid to give away free advice or, or guidance or, or anything because ultimately, uh, Ray, I think the purpose in life is to be there for others. And, you know, if I can contribute or if I can, if I can even, you know, uh, just, just listen, right. And, and make a difference in someone's life. I've, I've, you know, I feel like, I feel much more fulfilled than any other thing, like, you know, profiting really big on a client or whatever is, is to me less satisfying than, than really just making a difference in someone's life, you know, and it could be from as little thing as like, Hey, I'm going to somewhere tomorrow and I need a flyer. And I'm like, you know, it takes me five minutes to do a flyer, especially if I have everything relating to your brand already there, just no worries. And they're so appreciative, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it helps them, you know, look better or they feel better about themselves going, mm-hmm. whatever have you, to, you know, uh, my neighbor down the road is lost their dog and then we're going out to look for the dog or whatever, you know, and it's yeah. like whatever way you can contribute to society and, and really have this worldview of, you know, life is bigger than yourself mm-hmm. and and, you know, and, and really, I think joy really, truly comes from 
being there for each other, you know, the, the being there for others in whatever capacity I can. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can't because I have a headache or I'm, I'm tired or I need a nap or whatever it is, you know, but, uh, you know, just being honest all the time and being authentic. I feel like that's, that's what makes the world go around. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, last question for you. Fun, fame, or fortune, you only get to pick two. You can't have all three. Which would you pick? Fun, fame, or fortune? Uh-huh. Is that even a question? I would <laughs> definitely go two. with fun. <laughs> fun? Okay, fun is one. Now you get to pick. So fortune or fame? Bye. <laughs> so I'm going to go with fortune, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because I feel like, uh, you know, uh, financial freedom would allow me to be there for others more. I love it. Awesome. I don't need to be famous. I can be like in a box hiding in a corner. It doesn't matter. But, you know, I want to be there for others. So, you know, I don't need fortune for myself, but I, I would be able to then give it away. Yeah. I got you. I love it. All right, Orchi, thank you so much for coming and joining and sharing your wisdom with us today and this message that I hope lots of get, a lot of people get to hear. And it's so true. So thank you for giving us your wisdom and your time. And uh, any any last uh, thoughts or anything I didn't ask you that you uh, wanted to share? Um, no, I mean, you know, if your listeners want to connect with me, I'm assuming you're going to put my... Uh, information on the on the page i have a difficult name but i can be found on linkedin you can message me and our website is brand3.net and uh, there's a schedule a call button that goes directly to my calendar very good very good awesome well thank you so much and uh, for those of you listening uh, please feel free to share this and give us some reviews and if you liked what you heard uh, make sure that you share orshi's message today And until next time, everybody, enjoy your marketing journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.